In this episode, we are doing a deep dive on Archangels Raphael and Metatron. We talk about what their energy is like, how to call them in, and much more. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay. It's time for another Archangel Deep Dive. What do you think? Yes. People love these episodes. They love them. I love that you guys love them. I know. I do too. I think there's just like, I think we just struck a nerve where people are like, yeah, I want to bring this back. Yeah, exactly. Or I just want to know about it. I don't think people even know about it. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to do this episode on two archangels. Okay. We're going to do Raphael and Metatron. Love. And so we're going to go through, but I want to say we did an episode on like covering all the archangels and how we see archangel um, energy and all of that. So I would very much encourage you to go listen to that one either before this one or after. Right. And so we did the main episode and these are the breakdowns on the individual archangels. Exactly. Okay. These two archangels, I picked them to go together because they um, are both angels that you would call in for healing, I think. Yes. I love them. I call them in together quite often. Mm -hmm. So we're doing Raphael and Metatron. And I thought we'd start with Raphael. Love him. Okay. So a couple of quick notes about Archangel Raphael. I feel Archangel Raphael's energy as kind of masculine. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not talking gender. Nope. So I typically say he for Raphael, but it's not like with Archangel Michael where it's like so masculine. Right. You may see Raphael in more of a feminine way. Totally fine. Yep. Any of that stuff works. So I usually use he, but you can substitute that for whatever you'd like. Right. Green is the color. And I usually see it um, as kind of like a, a flash or like a sparkle of energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not like like Michael's energy is like a freight train ran through the room. Raphael's energy is subtle but powerful. Yeah. I, I, always, I said in the first episode that I feel like Raphael is like just sort of standing to the side like encourage, I wouldn't say pushing, like encouraging, like it's just this solid energy behind me, like backing me up. It's like having a really supportive friend, right? Backing you up for whatever you're doing. Exactly. Okay. I always feel Raphael to my side, typically on my right side, I will feel Raphael. I don't know. Is that where you feel him, Jay? Like to the side, but like back a little bit. So like behind my right shoulder. Exactly. Like almost like his head is leaning over my shoulder. Yeah. Or like his hand is on my, my shoulder. Yes. And now if that sounds a little scary to you or like the creepy, like standing behind you, I can hear it in the way we're describing it. It is not like that at all. No, for me, it just feels like there's like a little bit of like energy pressure there. It doesn't feel like anyone's looming behind me. Yeah. And it's not like goosebumps on the back of your neck or hair standing up. It's much more like comfort. It always feels very warm to me too. Exactly. So one of Archangel Raphael's favorite things to do is to help you heal while you're asleep. Mm. 
So sometimes even just upon calling him in, you'll start to feel sleepy. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally normal because that's when you can do a lot of your healing work. So sometimes you'll get like the healing energy, like in in the moment that you're asking for it. And I'll tell you what to call on him for in a minute. But even sometimes us just talking about him, you're hearing us right now. If you're starting to feel a little, and it's not like sleepy, like you're going to fall asleep at the wheel. It's just kind of like you get warm and you kind of relax and feel like you could take a nice little nap. That is what his energy feels like. Exactly. So you're going to call Raphael in for any sort of healing, especially physical healing. Yes. So if you are in some sort of pain, if you have some sort of illness, even if you don't have it yet, but you're worried about it, if you have like something going on, that's like an effect from a previous injury or illness, anything like that, you're going to call Raphael in for. Exactly. And if you're a healer. Exactly. Healers of any kind. Right. I, I don't. And what I mean by that is not just like the metaphysical, spiritual element. No, like doctors, nurses. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't even have to remember what his name is. Nope. <laughs> you don't have to be spiritual. You don't have to know anything about angels. You know, we've talked about this before, especially when we talked about like Faye and stuff too. If that's not like your jam, like we're not asking you to picture like a little chubby cherub. <laughs> no, we're not. It's, this is just energy. And these are the words describing it. And your visual of it might be different. It, it, even if you're just think like, oh, wh- whoever that guy, Heather and Jamie, were talking to talking about, I, I want his help right now. Yeah. The healer. To call in the energy of Raphael. Exactly. Now, if you know the details of like the cup, picturing the color green or having that nearby or how it, how the energy feels or like his name helpful will increase the, the experience. Not necessary though. Right. Exactly. We joked about this before with Michael, but it's not like they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I used the wrong name. I'm not going to help. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't happen. No. So any sort of healing, any sort of pain for any reason, really great for it. And I want to emphasize the pain part because if you're trying to work through pain, whether you have like chronic pain or you've just injured yourself and you're trying to get through that moment of like, how do I get from point A to point B where I can get help or relief or whatever, mm. our, knowing to call in Archangel Raphael is a game changer. Yep. Even if you don't feel immediate physical relief from the pain, you will feel comforted right away. Yes. That's the biggest part for me. You know, that like anxiety that wipes over you when you're in pain after like the first 30 seconds and you're like, oh shit, this is a problem that's going to affect my life. Yes, I do. I do know that. That's the moment to call him in because that will ease. Exactly. And you'll feel, you'll, you'll feel supported. Yes. Or like you're not going through it by yourself. Right. Yes. Now, if you are supporting someone who's in pain, so I've talked about it on the podcast before, but my son was in like a really bad accident a little over a year ago. He got a really bad concussion. He had to be med flighted. It was a whole thing. He's okay, but it was a whole thing, right? Yep. To be the mom in that situation and to help him through that, the first person or energy I called in was Raphael to help both him and me through that. Right. Smart. 
I wanted to show up for him in a very Raphael-esque energy way of calm, of supportive, of keeping you calm. So it doesn't just have to be if you're the one in pain. Yes, exactly. He also will help heal animals. So it doesn't just have to be people. And I have also seen people um, do like TikToks and things about asking him to help them heal plants and things. So for it. Absolutely. Now, if you are a healer, like Jamie said before, this is the archangel that you're going to want to really pull in to sort of assist and amplify you while you're helping people heal. Yep, absolutely. When you are the person facilitating healing, whether it's like energy work or you're a doctor or a nurse or something, there is a thing that happens to you energetically. Yes, if you know what it is, you know what it is. I don't even know if I can describe it, but there's a, there's a thing that is sort of like happening in your energy field when you are the facilitator of healing. Yeah. And as the facilitator, you have to hold the energetic boundaries of what's happening in that session or in that appointment or in that moment when you're trying to help someone or heal someone. And so Raphael helps you hold the boundaries of that. Exactly right. It's almost a sense of responsibility that I think you start to feel, especially when you're connected energetically to someone else. Well, you're, you're in charge. It's your responsibility to manage the environment because someone else is trusting you to help them and to be in charge. And that's a vulnerable place. Exactly. So having Archangel Raphael support for yourself, not only to amplify the healing work that you're doing, but to keep you feeling that you are able to support the person the way you need to is very, very helpful. Yes. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. And then even if you, if you can think of this, because I know it's very difficult when you are the facilitator of healing and then somebody leaves and you have to like check back into your own body because you kind of transcend some of that stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Great time to ask Raphael to help you heal from whatever just went on with you, because there's no healing spoiler alert that you're going to do help anyone else do that is not also healing you. Right. Exactly. And you have to sort of energetically shift gears back down out of that place. Exactly. Right. All of a sudden you realize that you haven't eaten and you're hungry and you have to pee and you're thirsty and like, it's a whole wave of stuff that hits you. And so when that moment happens, it's great to call in Raphael for it as well. Yep. Yep. I would also, we're going to talk about Metatron after, but I would also call in Metatron because Raphael is really good at helping you be a good healer and helping you feel physically and energetically safe. But when it comes to feeling like you're keeping the room protected and you're keeping yourself from taking on any negative energy that this person is dealing with, Raphael's not your boy. No, no, not his wheelhouse. No, it's not like he's opening you up for anything bad. I don't mean that. And it's not like if you ask him for help with that, he won't help. But Metatron is the one that would keep the energy of the room from being negative at all. Right. And you can also call in Michael for that too. You absolutely can. Yes. Travel help. Oh, right. Exactly. Right. I feel like this is a weird offshoot of Raphael's abilities. It is. I always forget it because it doesn't make sense to me. It's like each of the archangels were like, let me just take on one extra weird thing. And like Michael was like, well, I'll help with travel, but only if it's cars. And Raphael was like, well, I'll do like air and bus travel then. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know why that's the case, but it is. And if you 
are, you know, if you're take, going on an airplane and you ask Raphael to help guide it, I am telling you, it goes so much smoother. It's true. If you remember it. <laughs> if you remember. Even if you just bring like a green gemstone with you or wear green or something, you, you don't like consciously call it in, but you do a little something that will absolutely help. Right. So, and even if you're like it, traveling and experiencing some stress around it, I would absolutely call Raphael in to help you with that. I feel as though Raphael's energy is very, very loving. Mm. I think that's kind of a cheesy word and thing to say, but I really do feel very, very like a, like a love and adoration kind of energy when he's around. Agreed. He's also very lighthearted though. So um, if the person, this is like something that would happen frequently, the person in, in the room with you that's doing the healing make some kind of comment or joke about something and then like a plant in the room tips over or something. And you're like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Sort of like keeping the energy light, but feeling yeah. support at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you're helping someone, a human or an archangel is helping or whatever is helping, you don't actually have to be like nice or loving to mm-hmm. help. someone. You could just do the duty, get the help over with or whatever, however you want to see it. But there is that energy from Raphael that he he cares, he's invested, he's there with you. Yeah, he's like a really loving, lighthearted, jokey friend. Friend, right. A friend, I would say. Absolutely. Also, if you are looking for the right healthcare professional, mm. like you're looking for a certain doctor or a certain alternative healthcare practitioner or whatever, and you want to connect with that correct person, Raphael will guide you to that person. Yes. I did that recently and found an amazing doctor. Perfect. Knocked it it out of the park. I credit Raphael with that. Yep. I also called for an appointment with said doctor and it was like a very long time to get in and called Raphael for help with that. And I felt this like, for me with Raphael, it's, it's very subtle, right? So I felt this like I had asked Raphael for support and I felt this very subtle, intuitive kind of, Claire Cognizance download to just ask the receptionist if she could give me any tips for getting in, mm. which actually felt kind of mortifying to be honest. Cause I, I don't like the idea of asking for a special treatment. <laughs> right. Right. But I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, yep. Call Monday mornings at 8am. That's how you'll get it. Nice. And you did and get so it. it works. So things like that. Right. I would just say kind of lastly, if you need to find the issue behind the issue, mm-hmm. Raphael is a really great archangel for that. Oh, that's a good point. So meaning like, oh, why am I constantly having, you know, this issue with my shoulder? What could be going on energetically behind that? And you want to figure that out? I would call in Raphael for that. Right. Good point. And then I would just keep in mind that if you have done something where you asked him for healing and you didn't feel a ton of stuff and then you felt like kind of sleepy Or maybe you were just like went on with your day and then you're getting in bed at night. Most likely when you go to sleep is when whatever he like implanted in you for healing will kind of activate. Oh, right. Right. Many, many people report wacky dreams after getting healing work where Raphael is present. Right. And some downloads in those. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else you want to add about our boy Raphael? Well, I would just say that if you are someone who feels like you're not super receptive to signs or information or energy like I am, like they don't sort of hit me like a ton of bricks, I'll just say that whilst 
recording this while we're just talking about this, I've yawned four times, <laughs> literally four times. I've just yawned. And that's how energy works. Sometimes it's very subtle. You're not going to have like, like you said, like a cherub floating <laughs> down from on high. Like uh, we were talking about Raphael. I tapped into his energy by thinking about him and talking about him. And then I started yawning because he you know, he encourages sleep in people because that's where you heal. So it can be something as subtle as that if you're looking for confirmation. Absolutely. Perfectly said. Let's take a quick break and then mm-hmm. let's let's tell let's talk about Metatron and how to sort of like add him in either with Raphael or on his own. Okay, perfect. We'll be right back after this short break. You guys have heard our ad for Restoration Coffee. So we thought we'd do a quick Restoration Coffee Real Talk or Resto Real Talk. What do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, I love Real Talks. (laughs) I love Restoration Coffee. So this is really like where I I live. Yeah, it's it's a good lane for us. (laughs) This is my lane. (laughs) Well, the first thing that I love about Resto that I think everyone needs to know, here in Massachusetts where we live... There are a ton of coffee shops, but there aren't actually a ton of great coffee shops. So is a great coffee shop. The baristas know what they're doing. They know what they're making. They understand the science of it. They're not just like pushing buttons and coffees dumping out. They're really making excellent high quality coffee. They are. They're the best. So good. And then the, beyond the baristas and what you're getting, you can also get the beans. Yes. And oh my God, it's the best coffee, don't you think? Yeah. And like they're roasted themselves. Resto roasts their own beans. They're ethically sourced. They're not dunked in syrup or whatever happens to make crazy flavors. Like they're really great, high quality, high end beans that you're getting. And you don't even have to be from around here to get them. You can order them from wherever and they'll ship them to you. And then the other thing I realized after going there so much was that a lot of places offer vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free stuff. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, I don't know if I want that. When I go to Resto, a lot of the times I order things and they're already gluten-free and dairy-free and I don't know it and they're delicious. Like they're just so good. It's so good. Even if you don't have a reason for needing to not have that stuff, have it. It's delicious and you'll feel great after you eat it. Yeah. So it's like this magical blend of taking care of people that need certain dietary help, but also making it really delicious too. Exactly. All right. I'm sold. Let's go. Let's go to Resto. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Okay, I'm actually bringing the obsessed segment in today. We're just switching it up. Yep. But Jamie probably has more to say on it than I do. But I sent Jamie a TikTok or she sent me a TikTok. Who knows at this point? We send each other a lot of TikToks. And it was about the male gaze versus the female gaze. Uh And this isn't the first time I've come across it. I've heard about it. I've looked into it. But it's, it's not something that like I ever clocked until recently. 
Exactly. And, and it was one of those things where like I heard people talking about it and then I had to like sort of dig in and like figure out what it was. And it's like this whole feminist theory about like the male gaze. Yeah. And it feels kind of right on. It absolutely. <laughs> okay. So the idea of this is that what men think women will find like sexually attractive is actually different than what women will. It's what men actually think looks good as a man. Exactly. Like the actual definition of like this feminist theory is that the male gaze is the act of depicting women and the world. Anyone, it's basically like how men see everything around them Mm -hmm. Uh, that it's depicted from a masculine heterosexual perspective. Yes. And I think this is a good place to add. You're good at this, Jamie, that this is like a very, this is, like straight men and women talk. Yeah, this is a very heteronormative conversation, but it lets you into misogyny. It gives you sort of an inside purview into misogyny and why like straight men see things the way they do. And it's through this, what we call now, I guess the male gaze. Exactly. So the TikTok, now that I'm thinking more about it, you sent it to me. The TikTok that you sent to me. Yep was actually about Chris Hemsworth. It was. (laughs) Which I find really interesting. So it was kind of, the gist of it was that like, there were these images of him being quote unquote sexualized. It was a promotional photo of him in this, like he's literally working out. Like, but it's a professional photo. Yeah, he's lifting like really heavy weights. He's got big, huge, flexy, veiny muscles happening. Yeah. Looks kind of sweaty. And- the point is that that's actually the meant to appeal to the male gaze, not the female. Well, because this person was saying like that men were telling them like, oh, men are sexualized too. Look at men like, oh, look at this man. He's working out and like we're taking photos of him with these ripped muscles and like he's flexing for this photo. And the woman, the TikToker was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, this isn't for women. Mm -mm. This image was created for the male gaze. This was created for men to see something that they should be, like, aspiring to or something that they think is worthy of aspiration, right? This isn't, isn't like, a sexy time photo of Chris Hemsworth to get women, like, all hot and bothered about him. This is for men, (laughs) Exactly. Now, listen, if you see a picture of a muscly man uh, or Chris Hemsworth or whatever, lifting a weight and you're like, this is really hot. I love this. This doesn't, that's not saying that that's wrong. It's just not actually appeals to most women. And and it's the fact that that image was created for men. men Right. It wasn't created for women to sexualize Chris Hemsworth. It was created as this like standard for men. Right. Most women I know aren't super excited by sweaty men lifting weights. No. Are you? Does that do it for you? No. I think like, oh, he's strong. And then move on. Like, I think Chris Hemsworth's very handsome. Super handsome. Right. But if that's not what does it. And I think it's interesting because I, I watched a bunch of other videos about how what the female gaze actually is, is a lot of times when they show men's hands. Yes. 
like in their fingers or them doing stuff. And I think that's so interesting. And they also, there was a whole thing about how a lot of women actually are more attracted to Loki in that yeah. character than they are of the Thor character. And men yeah. were very confused by that. And right. it just sort of shows this whole thing that like what's actually appealing to women is not necessarily that like Neanderthal brute strength thing. Right. And beyond this like very binary heteronormative, as I said, thing, what's really underneath that is what we're saying is that all of our pop culture, arts, you know, movies, TV, music now, it's all made from the male gaze. Mm -hmm. So whether you're gay, straight, binary, non-binary, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about that the information that we see in pop culture is filtered through the male gaze. And there's not even a question of, is this what someone who's not a heterosexual, probably white male would be like, find appealing. It's like shocking that there would be something different than that. Right. Exactly. And so I think what I'm obsessed about with it is that I, I think it's so interesting because now you can start to look through and be like, that's for the male gaze. Like, that doesn't apply to me. Like that's not not what I'm looking for. Like this is what the male gaze wants me to see, or this is what the male gaze wants me to be attracted to. Yeah. And also that like, there's nothing wrong with you if you're like looking at that and not excited. No, exactly. I I remember trying to explain to someone that I really loved Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes, not Uh, just have a Sherlock Holmes obsession, but right. But yeah. Him playing that character, I really, really liked, but I wasn't necessarily excited about him as Doctor Strange or any of the, I didn't need to watch every movie he's ever been in because it was his portrayal of that character that I found attractive. Like that to a man is very confusing, I think. Exactly. Because the male gaze sees things from a physical standpoint, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. like an aesthetic, physical aesthetic standpoint. Exactly right. So anyways, interesting topic. If you guys want to hear more about this, we could definitely do a whole episode on it, but just thought we'd bring it up and see what you guys thought, because it's so interesting. And it really is kind of an element of smashing the patriarchy of being like, Hey, we don't all look through your lens, buddy. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about Metatron now. Yes. The archangel with the weird name. I mean, yeah. What? Yeah. He's not a transformer. Although I know if you're going to give any of them a weirdo name, that's like a little different than the others. I would say Metatron. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. So Metatron is very much known for like the healing cube or the flower of life imagery, Mm -hmm. much less than a color. Yes, definitely the shape in this one. Exactly. So I think of Metatron first and foremost for clearing out negative or like low vibe energy. Yep. And I don't just mean that in the trendy, like low vibe way. I just mean like literally anything that felt like a negative moment, like to clear that out, I would call Metatron. Yes. Now, in addition to that, if you are highly sensitive, intuitively, or like a really sensitive empath, either adult or child, Metatron is like the backup that you want. Yes. Oftentimes called in with Raphael because when you're doing healing, a lot of times you're releasing negative energy, whether it's you healing or you're facilitating healing. Right. Blockages. 
Yes. And where Raphael is an amazing healer, sort of the clearing out of the negative phys- like energy there is not really the strong point. So with Metatron there as well, it's like a really powerful experience. Yep. Metatron to me has very masculine energy. Agreed. Even the name sounds it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And Metatron has more of a like take control energy than any of the other archangels. Yeah. He, it feels very protective of me. Like he's going to absolutely just like wipe out a space of anything that doesn't go there. And he, he's not worrying about like feelings or yes anything. With many of the other archangels like Raphael, like we talked about before, Raphael's kind of like amplifying what you're doing and helping you push you along. And like mm. where Metatron is like, I got this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Take charge. You know, like Archangel Michael's like guiding you to the answer. Metatron doesn't care if you know the answer. He's just going to clear the energy. Exactly. <laughs> so if, if there was a, a color attached, I know a lot of people who are intuitive see in color. I would say like a very dark green would be okay. associate. If you are energy sensitive and you walk into a room and are affected by the energy in a room, calling in Metatron beforehand and after to clear it out to keep your energy protected is incredibly helpful. Yep. Again, we talked about energy hangovers in like a previous episode. And all I can think of is like Metatron is the person that I call in to like prevent that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Maybe Raphael, if it's already happened, but if you want to get ahead of it, I would say that. Yeah. Just to keep everything balanced. Something that might sound kind of weird, but if I have to watch the news or read about the news, I always ask Metatron to be there with me. Oh, that's smart. I get, I have trouble with the news. Yeah. Same. I think a lot of empaths do because it's just like every story feels like it's happening to you. And then I get like this, the human race is trash kind of mentality. And so Metatron will help with that. (laughs) Yes. I have sensitive children, like very empathic, very energy sensitive, very intuitive children. And so I'm always asking Metatron to help support them, help me support them. And I've taught them to call Metatron in. Yes. So smart. I will also ask him to help them release, like if they have like a bad dream or like feel funny energy around them, like anything like that. Like they wake up in the middle of the night, I'll say like Metatron, can you help them release whatever that is? And if you want your kid to go back to sleep in a timely fashion, that is very helpful because he will help for sure. Right. And it's, it's good for kids too, because you can teach them about using the cube. And so it's sort of this more tangible, if you Mm -hmm. will. I mean, it, you're not actually touching it, but it, it's easier to visualize, I think, for a kid, just imagining like the cube going around them or, or over their energy field, rather than them feeling like they have to create some sort of affirmation or like verbal request. Exactly. It's just like a quicker visual. I think you can sort of like connect it to things that they've seen in like superhero world or yeah. comics of like having the thing that you call in. Right picturing that, having a picture of it, anything like that is super, super helpful. And because Metatron has that take charge energy, a lot of times, and this is for adults too, if you're feeling like nervous in a space, once his energy comes in, it really eases you. Like I always feel like, oh, I don't have to be fully in control of this. I can like let it down a little. And that's really helpful. Yep. A lot of people also call Metatron in when they're pregnant. I do not exactly know. You know how they all have a weird element? Yeah. 
I don't exactly know how that matches up with the rest of the stuff he does, but very, very good at guiding women through pregnancy. Huh. I didn't know that. It's strange. I hear from a lot of pregnant women them talk about feeling an archangel around them and they describe them and I'm like, oh, that's Metatron. So not even called in, just like, oh, pregnant person. That's cool. He is very connected to like highly sensitive children. So I'm imagining that most highly sensitive parents are going to have highly sensitive children. So that could be part of it as well. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. You can, you can say something, you can be super specific with Metatron if you want, but he doesn't really care about that. You know how Michael, Archangel Michael wants you to be like really clear. Detailed. Yeah. Metatron doesn't care about that. So you can literally just be like, can you use your healing cube to clear out any negative energy? Right. And done. That's it. No details needed. He's also not going to inform you of the details. So if you're like, wait, well, what did you clear? What was it? What did you clear up? You're going to need to call in like Gabriel for some clarity on that message because you're not going to receive a lot of that kind of support from Metatron. Gotcha. He's just getting the job done. Yeah. He's not the angel to give you like some really amazing intuitive downloads. Gotcha. When you're doing any kind of healing work, whether it's your own or you're doing it on someone else, I would call in Metatron first. Yep. Ask him to, for the entire time, help protect the room from energy, from negative energy, help support you to clear out any negative energy while you're healing. Uh-huh. I almost picture like there's some like magnet in the room and he's there and all the negative yeah. stuff goes there and he like changes it to positive or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and a transmuter of energy. And then then I would call in Raphael and ask for that healing work. Metatron and Raphael together, like it's a very calming balance of energy. Sometimes you'll call in archangel combinations and it's like a lot, but this is very common and balanced. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Any other thoughts about our boy Metatron? No. Okay. Jamie, as an energy healer, how important do you feel like it is to be like super specific on calling them in or is it okay to just kind of be like, I'd like you present most of the time when I do this? Uh, I think it's just what you're comfortable with. So I, or like as you go. So when I first started doing energy healing, I would sort of have this like very specific ritual inside my head happening as I was starting the session to call in different protective energies and protect the space and me and the client and now when I do it, it's just like a thought. It's almost just like, okay, calling calling the squad in, like everyone show up. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't feel like I need that. Right. Because the more you do it, the more it just becomes like an unconscious thing that you kind of naturally do. Right. And if anything, I think sometimes you're like, oh, I think I need to call that one in a little bit more or again, like, you know, like pull it in stronger or something, maybe an adjustment but eventually it'll just kind of happen. So agreed. Exactly. Yeah. It'll become, it'll, it's just tapping into energies. Yeah. Exactly. So that will become much easier for you. So you can just do it with like a couple thoughts or a quick ritual. Exactly. Um, I will have, you know, that I made sure to put a very bright green pen nearby. I did not have a green shirt to wear today. Smart. But I put this here and um, I took all of my notes in green ink. So <laughs> has the honor of both archangels. So smart. (laughs) Little things like that are helpful, completely not necessary, but helpful. But again, if you're tapping into the energy, it's an easy way to do it. Exactly. So go forth, call these archangels in and like, let us know what that experience is like for you. We would love to hear about it. Yeah, I definitely want to hear about it. 
Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.